years, your brain might turn to putty. But there's still a chance to learn. We'll be your study buddies. We're going to talk about some stuff and make research cool. Welcome back to another episode of Study Buddies, the podcast that brings you the latest in science and psychology. And sometimes more, and today is a more. It's a more episode. My name is Paola Sanchez Abreu. It's a more. And my name is Taylor <laughs> Collins. And today we have a passing notes episode for you on flirting. Oh yeah. Last week Taylor brought in the study that brought up so many, so many exciting feelings. Um, the study was called I Saw Him First, Competitive Nonverbal Flirting Among Women, the Tactics Used and Their Perceived Effectiveness. And this study, let me tell you, Taylor took me on two guided meditations. It was amazing. <laughs> so definitely you, oh, go back me. and listen to those. I'd like to make a little correction there. They were actually guided flirtations if we're going to All right. really okay. well, call them what they were. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, if you want to hear the guided flirtations, please go back to last <laughs> week's episode and um, do a little catch up. But we'll give you the a short and sweet lowdown of what we found, um, <laughs> which was that there were like five different actions that were perceived as the most effective. Um, in when you are flirting to like get other women out of the way. And so um, the five were touching him, initiating eye contact, hugging him, giggling at his jokes, and butting in. And the study also found that we definitely do different things when we're fighting off other ladies as opposed to when we're one-on-one -on -one with a man or not concerned with other competition. Um, right. And just as a heads up, we're using a lot of heterosexual language when we refer to this study because it was indeed annoyingly a heterosexual study. Um, but the study surprise, was great surprise. and we learned a lot of things and I just, I'm so, I'm so ready to dive on into the data data. The data data. This is a segment where we look at how the data could influence our day-to-day -day on a personal level. Taylor, I'm going to let you start on this one because I feel like you've got a lot to say. Uh, well, you know, it's really interesting because <laughs> I, after reading this article and really like thinking a lot about the nonverbal actions that we do in flirting as women, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, when you first learn about mindfulness and meditation and then you're like consciously thinking about breathing mm -hmm. and then it feels weird and forced and meta and stressful like <laughs> and it's like you forget how to breathe and you're like yep how do I do it yep well I think that will me be me flirting now uh after doing this study <laughs> that's that is super like, super funny I just have this kind of fear that and this, I think, comes with just like certain human behavior studies that when you really look at them, that I'm going to be like at a bar and like see an attractive guy and then be like, wait, what was the most effective thing in my head? And be like <laughs> racking my brain and being like, oh, wait, I think I have to touch him and like initiate eye contact. I'm just going to like glare at him from across the bar. <laughs> like, <laughs> Then I'm just going to hug at him and just like run up and hug at him and just like start laughing 
And wow, talk about how the data can influence your day to day (laughs) on a personal level. My goodness, (laughs) that's invasive. I'm just not gonna have any sort of just rudder as to how to flirt normally because I'll have this like conscious thing I'll be thinking about. So um, I actually, as much as this has been the most interesting study, I'm hoping that I can just sort of back burner it and it will like only subconsciously help me. That's and conscious because consciously I don't think it will be any help at all. I actually really look forward to employing a lot of these tactics knowledgeably because I feel like I said this in last week, but I I am par- like I'm told that I'm flirting a lot and I don't I do not know like I just I just do not know and people have been like oh well you do this and you do that and I'm like no but that's just like me existing and like being perceived as a human like I just don't know any other way you just but- naturally hug and make eye contact and laugh at people's jokes and are generally endearing. Literally, I mean, thank you, Taylor, but literally, yes. <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> what to do with that. And, but one thing that, like, this did bring up for me was um, how much joy I feel when there's like potential admirers to acquire. And, like, even as somebody that's in a relationship, potential I like potential admirers. Yes, like like going out to a bar and like meeting new people, and I still want them to love me, like absolutely love me. I think it is super, super fun. And so it's nice to like, (laughs) it it is nice to have every choice possible, even if you're not looking. (laughs) So you might need to have a conversation with Paolo about this. No, Dave knows all of this. He's like seen it in action. There's no no shame here. That's fantastic. I'm just an admiration hoe. I like to be admired and I have a lot of fun making it happen. And it's so – it's actually very cool to see like these stated um, tactics listed Mm -hmm. uh, in like a scientific way because it's making me feel like, oh, wow, like that's why I have so much fun when I'm able to engage with people like that, it's because it's like, it feels like I'm gaining admiration. It's so fascinating. Mm, It's interesting. And it's funny to hear that of the tactics listed most effective or perceived to be most effective, Mm -hmm. dancing within eyesight wasn't one of them. I am, this is going to destroy me because that is probably my go-to tactic because I just love to dance and Mm -hmm. I... I don't I don't want to approach you. I don't I don't want to like do those I some some of the things like I could do and maybe I would do. I don't know. But I think my go-to is like there's a cute guy. Pose, dance, vogue. Like, you know, like I don't know. Have you ever been out with a female friend that is super hot? As hot as you are. And um there's dancing happening. And mm-hmm. you and your female friend are having the time of your lives getting down on the dance floor. And you know people are looking. But suddenly you notice that someone that you think is incredibly attractive is looking. And you do not communicate that this other person is incredibly attractive to your female friend. You just start dancing more aggressively and sexier <laughs> <laughs> in hopes that that person that you find hot will pay more attention to you than to your female friend who is also doing a sexy dance with you that specific scenario i Mm -hmm. has may maybe it happened yeah i think so maybe because i feel like we all know what 
dance moves if you're a person who dances if you're a person who doesn't dance this is not relevant but if you're a person who dances no. <laughs> you know which moves your body just looks good in and feels good in. absolutely they just sit right yep. and then you they're like the ones you go to and so you can yeah. shift out of the experimental and into those lock movements that you know mm-hmm. work and yep yeah that's the peacocking i'm so glad that you've also had that experience because i've definitely done that before and there's like it's 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 a fascinating thing when like that competition turns on with somebody that you like deeply love like your your friend who you chose to go out with and suddenly there's just like a but they have to like me first even if your friend literally isn't like your friend could be fully dating somebody and not interested and there's still at least for me there's still that like competitive quality to it like a biological yeah i i definitely agree with that i think the tricky thing um about and maybe this is why that wasn't perceived to be effective is like no one knows who you're signaling your fun dancing to so like the (laughs) issue with it is like I can you can like step up your game and like yeah it's like you in your mind you're in competition with like your hot friend that like you really like and aren't actually in competition with but like and there's this man and you're like yeah he's my target he has no idea you exist he has no idea what's happening like you have this whole scenario and then what's actually happening is that weird guy that's like (laughs) kind of trying to pick his nose and hide it is like really into you and is trying to like get near you and like vibe with your dance and you're like excuse sir I that's true because he has a whole different scenario playing out in his like and so all these things all these nonverbals are happening and they're not directed so I think that's why the study was specifically saying like using tie signs that like it may, it may be being more direct but it like links you with that person versus just like generally being fun looking and hot it's looking that thing of it like, doesn't really signal your availability or kind of, it doesn't really narrow the competition it's that thing of like literally going up to somebody and be like do you want to dance with me and then like grabbing their hand and walking them to the dance floor like that is such a tie sign but mm. it is like it is honestly that's like a rare thing for me to do I like almost never do that yes yeah, same I think it's rare and like now I'm but maybe this study will like encourage me to be more bold and I feel like I'm already a bold person so for introverts this is asking a lot yeah it is but I mean there's other ways like those like a glance is can be huge for just oh so if you're an introvert just get really good at like raising one eyebrow and just like angling one shoulder in you know like or just like uh, a uh, smile and like a like a head nod and then like a giggle and like a look down you know Oh, oh so classic. I'm going to go corny, sexual, dork move. And Paula's like the coy, shy, but like <laughs> So I like that immediately our physical nonverbals have different vibes. I like I yours just better. Can't, I truly can't imagine like being in a bar and like seeing a beautiful human and wanting to make them mine and looking at them and raising one eyebrow. Like I just can't imagine doing that. I think that's like actually not a realistic thing. No. I think it's more like something I've seen in movies and I've just like hung on to and I also wouldn't do, but it's like what my brain goes to. <laughs> Oh, God, I really want to see you do that at some oh. point. That's going to be really funny if it happens. I'll let you know if, it's a, if it works. I wonder if that was one of the Thanks. things listed in the 187 gestures. <laughs> Probably was. That's my guess. Weird eyebrow raise. 
Yeah, and it would be like, wow, the scientific evidence found that the girls who can isolate their eyebrow higher are more effective <laughs> at gaining mates. I can't, oh. I can't imagine. Um, I also – I know that this was like a very heterosexual study, but as somebody that has like been flirting in the queer world for a long time now, it, I feel like at least anecdotally, the same applies. Like men do not have to be present for like femme and non-binary people to compete with each other for a potential mate. I mm. don't. I It makes it more interesting because there's a lot of it happening in this in like a bunch of different directions because it's not necessarily yeah. but like I don't think that that's like a learn like that kind of flirting I feel is like a learned behavior early on and it kind of lives in in your skin unless you choose to unlearn it and it's really rare that we unlearn our flirting mechanisms if they work for us so I feel mm, I feel like I it about that yeah I feel like it does carry through regardless of your like sexuality if- if last if the lasso dance move has been effective in the past right it's not going to die like you're going to continue to lasso people onto the dance floor up uh, 100% an invisible lasso it and is it is the reason that the conga still happens at every wedding even though everyone hates it it still gets people up yeah that's fair yeah because if yeah. you know if it's not broke don't fix it and if it's not right. broke keep flirting it, it- it, it, yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Thank you, Taylor. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I also think uh, I don't know if this is I don't know if this goes in data data or macaroni, but you know I'm gonna say it here. I yeah. feel like, I, and because I'm thinking about it in the day to day of like how I respond flirting wise, some women probably just wouldn't even compete. Uh, what do you if, mean? You know, if if you knew there was competition. So, like, so this study talks about tie signs, right? Mm-hmm. And part of the reason they talk about it, and they, they do go into this when they're, you know, t- doing the discussion, talking about it. But, like, if I see that there's a guy who's super attractive and, like, there's a girl that's touching his arm at the bar, I won't go near that. Like, I, I will not mm. go near that. And it's really effective. So I think, like – the idea of me butting in on some sort of scenario like that is non-existent hmm. um, because if I if I actually sense competition, I think I just – I would move away because – You fold, I, Taylor? I, you fold? I, I fold because like what's the other option? Like imagine imagine like a, cup, a couple sitting nicely at a bar and then some like girl like aggressively comes up and tries to like flirt with your boyfriend and you're like, can you just like we're clearly in a thing? So, There's some so many tie signs, ma'am. If you could, I can tell you a really a great. I can tell you a really great great way to sneak on in there without it seeming aggressive or like butting in. Do you want to learn? Do you want to learn from the master? <laughs> is it is it that you compliment the girl and talk to the girl? Literally, yes. It is. You make it a group conversation. You make it a group mm. conversation. It's it's so slight. You appear to be super friendly, super bubbly, just like very loving. Appear to be. We we actually are all of these things. We're not just right. Them. But when you're getting like in the way of two people, it can seem aggressive and like very um, desperate. And if you can make it seem yeah. like this is just my personality, like I just really wanted to say hi and like you guys are amazing, like you look so cute and whatever, and just 
And then you start a conversation like, about oh, something else. We're actually cousins. And you're like, <laughs> bada bing. All I got to do is get in with the girl cousin. And then not only sure. have I secured an in, but now I have an ally. Maybe. Maybe. If I just hook her Yeah. Up. Or honestly, like if they aren't together and you, then you've just like, you've made a friend group. And if you're like super fun and they seem like they're enjoying you being there and you don't seem like a threat, you just keep hanging around. And eventually, I mean, if all things go well, you're married and have three the kids. The guy will yeah. like you more, better, maybe. I don't know. He has a chance to choose. Yeah. You just make yourself available. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's like, you know, you make you friends. It's fun. You know, it's chill. It's fun. Whatever. <laughs> Paola, I just want you to know that as you are talking about this, you are doing the eyebrow thing. So <laughs> it is built in and I am not wrong. Oh no. Oh yes. Oh no. I'm literally like holding down my eyebrows right now. <laughs> hey, get back here. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> that's super funny. Oh, well, that's interesting that you feel like you wouldn't compete though. I definitely would. I have, but it's interesting that you wouldn't. Yeah. I just I I, I don't know why. And maybe I'll revisit that, but I don't think I will. You're just so respectful. It, you're you're just so respectful to what to what other women want, and that's really nice. And that's of you. why I'm still single, so I should be less nice. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get in there and use that competitive yeah. eye contact. <laughs> yeah, that's what you need to do. Um, you know what? Let's <laughs> move on. Macaroni and cheese. Yay! And this is a segment where we connect the study suggestions to, you guessed it, the bigger picture. Mm, yeah. Okay. So the first thing I had thought of is like, because in a world where there's dating apps, mm -hmm. is there less competition? Because like, yeah, there's less like just general bar mingling, you know, where you would just yeah. have this ambiguity of like who's doing what and who's finding who. Like it's like people like intentionally go out places with established friend groups or with an established goal. Right, I feel like right, right. way more than they used to like just hang out. Maybe that's just me, and, but I don't know. Well, it depends on where you are, but. Fair. I think – well, but I think that this is a fair question. And I think the answer is that there is competition. It's just like – the we haven't figured out how to navigate it yet because we can't see the competition. So like hmm. it, it's like us comparing our our you know Tinder or Hinge profiles to like other friends and seeing if like we're measuring up in that way. But Ooh, I have done that. Right. But it's well, but I did it impossible. a different way. What okay. did you do? Can I talk to you about my two levels of insanity? Um, literally always. <laughs> well, so one is that I have just set it to like preferences to male and female just because I want to see what women's bios are like. And yeah. um, then one time out of – because I really, really wanted to know and I was like, well, I'm only going to get people who are like bisexual, not heterosexual with my methodology here. So yeah. let me just – I just created like a random account, um, like a fake account. <laughs> Just so I could swipe through, um, like, of a guy. And I immediately deleted it, like, within the same, like, hour. Um, but I just but wanted Taylor, to see – But Taylor, that's, like, exactly what it is. You're checking out I the competition. Basically, I basically catfished except for I didn't swipe yes on anyone. I didn't talk to anyone or do anything. But I just wanted to, like, see what 
I was up against, you know, and I will yeah. say, because I, I swipe through the men's bios quite often. The women's bios got some stuff going on. Like they actually complete the prompts and like yes. they have like diverse photos and they yes. are looking good and they have like established routines and mm-hmm. are engaged in activities. It's women are looking good on dating apps, I will say. I mean, I 100% agree with that. But I I, I think that it's funny that you did that because that was literally your way of like figuring out the competition and then figuring out how to measure up. That's exactly the question that you asked. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, but it's it's different though because it's almost like a it's it's beyond nonverbal. It's non no communication. Like, yeah, it's not interactive. Right. It's 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 like technical only. So the competition yeah. element like there's, there's no, no eye signaling. contact. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing like, and it's like, cool. Like I can match someone, which maybe matching on a dating app is like a technological version of a tie sign, but it doesn't signal to other, other women, people. Yeah. Right. On the app that like, don't go to that one. Cause he's matched with me already, Becky. Right. It also makes me wonder if like in a weird way, because there is not interactive, when somebody does catch your eye, it means a lot more than like if somebody catches your eye in a bar because the the chances of the like being like that physical mm-hmm. spark is way lower because it's on a screen. Yeah, you can't you can't assess the physical spark, which is like the gravitational pull right. that would lead you to make a more, I would say like, somewhat direct or aggressive tactic like the ones that yeah. work in competition. Exactly. Yeah. So like I don't know, maybe that's why so like dating apps might be more successful is like when you do find somebody that like a, a profile that is intriguing like and does give you that little tingle like the way you get when somebody flirts with you at a bar, that's that can be that's impressive. Oh, I was going to say it doesn't – nothing gives – like no app will ever give me that tinkle, so. Oh, okay. Because I can't I can't get that via screen. I understand. I'm just like – That's fair. I, I, I can look at an app though and be like – it's like almost like a very disconnected intellectual thing being like, there's potential for a tingle. All right, fine. Yes. Like that's how – that is like my level mm. of excitement that I get. I'm like maybe they could be someone that interests me. Moderately. Okay. I guess that's fair. It's been a while <laughs> since I've been on a dating app. So that that actually does make sense. And I resonate with that in my memory of that being the feeling. Oh, man. Yeah, because it's just you don't – there's like this – there's some sort of like chemistry and mystery and excitement about like – A human. Meeting someone in a – yeah, like in a group setting yeah. that just is there in front <laughs> of you. I thought you were going to say meeting like someone in a grocery store for a second there. It sounded like that's Maybe in going. the grocery store. You know, like Becky's over there with the bananas. Becky. I'm over here with the tangerines. <laughs> and then this tall, handsome man is over by the cucumbers. <laughs> and we are both vying for his attention over the vegetables. I suppose. Yeah, that definitely could uh... – it could take place in a grocery store. There, honestly, I, you're in a grocery store every week, so like it's more than you're at a bar during COVID times. You know what though? I do feel like it does take. Well, but it's I'm, I'm trying to like separate the competition versus just that feeling of like putting on airs for someone. Yeah. Um, because it, I almost feel like the feeling of just putting on airs, like wanting someone to notice you, happens a lot more than me being like, "There's a hot man and a hot girl." 
now it's a war. Like, I don't know if I yeah, do that as true. consciously as much. Yeah, it may, be not be, it may not be like butting in. It may just be like overall I will try and look like the best one in this entire place. Yes, yeah. How do I elevate myself to be the most attractive option in this scenario? Right. Well, this is all uh, a lot to think about and I'm really excited to hear how the study um, – elevates your flirting experience, Taylor, as you go on the hunt. Or makes it awkward and staccato because I'm overthinking. And eyebrow raising. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. So many eyebrows. <laughs> I'm going to actually start doing eyebrow exercises okay. in the meantime because I'm really good at raising my left eyebrow, but that, the, <laughs> the right one's a little bit kind of like lazy. And so if I try it, just like, can anyone also like only raise one? One eyebrow. So this is why I'm single also because the other eyebrow is just different. <laughs> the reason so. you're single is because your other eyebrow is different. Well, um, I wish you luck. You mm-hmm. can do some face yoga and like have that work out for you. Yeah, definitely. Get you a man. Yeah. But this was a really interesting study. It really Thank was. you all so much for joining us and giving your thoughts. If you have any questions, comments, responses, uh, vehement uh, disagreements, please email us. Hit us up. Please Hit us on Instagram, you know. Slide into our DMs. Yeah, feel free to flirt. We'd be interested. (laughs) All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Study Buddies, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. You can follow Study Buddies on Instagram at studybuddiespodcast or send us an email at studybuddiespodcast at gmail.com. Study Buddies is created and produced by Paula Sanchez Abreu and Taylor Collins. Our podcast is edited by Renee Collette. Our music was composed by singer-songwriter Caught In Between. Our graphics were designed by Monica Ray Summers Gonzalez. Our social media is run by Kieran Dio. Media photography by Sherry Lynn Photography. 